everybody, Kendra here uh, with a little more info about this week's episode. So as we mentioned last week, we're going to be doing a crossover with my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where my husband and I talk about different 90s songs. So this week on 902 and Here We Go, we thought you'd give we'd give you a taste of what that podcast is like if you've never listened to it. So this episode you're go- about to listen to is an episode of 90s Music Got Me Like that we recorded about the song Losing My Religion. And as you're listening, keep an ear out for some 90210 discussion as we talk about this song. Enjoy! Welcome to 90s Music Got Me Like, the podcast that looks back on one song from the 90s every episode. You can find more about this show and others like it on our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming songs by following us on Facebook and Twitter at 90s Music Got Me. And please rate, subscribe, share this show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Eric Mickles, known online as Dust vs. Tweak. With me is my co-host, Kendra Mickles, also known online as Miss Music Box 91. This week... 90s music's got me like Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Yes. The plinky noise. You mean the mandolin? Yeah. Okay. Is that how you refer to it to your kids as you're teaching your yeah. music class? Mm-hmm. Like, all that's right, kids, the, look uh, for the plinky instrument. That's the technical way to describe Mrs. it. Mrs. Nichols, isn't it called a mandolin? You get a D. <laughs> it's the plinky song. The plinky, the plinky instrument. <sighs> Losing My Religion won the poll. Yeah. This won the poll. That's it why was, we're it talking about it. It was close, about. too. Yeah. Between this and uh, Runaway Train, really. But, yeah. then, but then Weezer's... Uh, Say Don't So was also there. We wanted to do an early 90s song because the bunch, the last few have been late 90s. So we're going to cover the whole decade. Losing My Religion was the first single from R.E.M.'s seventh album, Out of Time, and it was released February 1991. I was it. but a month old. Ugh. <laughs> I, it's not gross that you were born then. I know it's not. It's gross that I married you. <laughs> I'm a gross oh, person. Wow. We're not that far apart in age. <laughs> I'm 27 years older than Kendra. No, that's... All right, so released February 1991. It reached number four, mind you. I don't know why I said mind you. It, <laughs> it reached number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and won two Grammys. It won Best Short Form Music Video, which has later become, more recently become, just Best Music Video. I was going to say, what, what does is, that mean? That's pure Grammys nonsense, isn't it? Just what's like... A, what's a long... What's an example of a long form music video? I mean, those do exist, right? I know, but like, what's an example? Didn't Beyonce do a bunch of long form music videos recently with Lemonade? Oh... Okay. And I'm sure Madonna has a bunch of long-form videos. I mean, those exist, but it's just so obnoxious. And it also won Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal. The Grammys make no sense. It's like every year somebody's like, uh, you didn't put my category in. They're like, all right, next year. And now we have, like, Best Performance with Drums, but only a little bit of guitar. And then maybe somebody's outside a car when he's singing it. 
And the award goes to... You don't even watch the Grammys. No, I don't, you because it's nonsense. Every time they're like, best album of the year, best record of the year, best song of the year. I don't understand record versus album. Best <laughs> album released only on CD this year. Best album released on vinyl. Wow. Best vinyl reissue. People are only releasing on CD? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, people who we won't be covering because their career is over. <laughs> are you familiar with REM in general? I'm sure. If I said name me another REM I, song, no, not off the top. You couldn't of my say head. Orange Crush. Well, you told Man me. on the Moon. Mm. We put a man on the moon. Yeah. A man on the moon. We watched that thing today, so I know they they have that happy song. Mm-hmm. What's it called? <laughs> Uh, happy smiley people? Yeah. No. Okay, so you're not an R.E.M. person. I'm not either. I like some of their other songs, but I wouldn't say I'm an R.E.M. super fan. Or even just, I wouldn't even say I'm like an R.E.M. fan, but every time I hear a song by them, I like them. Hmm. So maybe we should, as a couple, oh. get into R.E.M. Yeah. So anyway, on this song, we have Bill Berry on drums and percussion, Peter Buck, electric guitar, and mandolin. Yes. So uh, for people who don't know, the mandolin is this member of this kind of order of uh, people in space. And right now the mandolin is trying to protect this Yoda-like child. I think, I think you're a little confused. What? That That's a Mandalorian? And what's what are they playing on the song? Mandolin? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know there was a difference between the masculine and the feminine here. <laughs> All right, everybody. My yeah, apologies. It's completely different things. Mike Mills is on bass guitar, backing vocals, keyboards, and arrangement. Michael Stipe is on lead vocals. And then you also have Peter Hallsapple on acoustic guitar. Nice. No, I don't want just a little of the apple. I want the Hallsapple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that worked. I'm in a mood. We have pizza coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. We have pizza and mozzarella sticks coming. What? You ordered mozzarella sticks? I ordered pizza without mozzarella sticks. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited now. (laughs) Okay, so there is a book out there called Reveal, the story of R.E.M. that I believe this quote is from. All right. Peter Buck had just bought the Mandalorian. I almost said Mandalorian. He, he just did. bought The Mandalorian season one on Blu-ray. He was so excited. <laughs> he ran home. He said, guess what, other members of the R.E.M. band? I just bought Mandalorian on season one, and I haven't seen a single thing yet. And they were like, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Buck had just bought the mandolin and was practicing the instrument and recording as he went. He says, when I listened back to it the next day, there was a bunch of stuff that was really just me learning how to play the mandolin. And then there's what became Losing My Religion. And then a whole bunch more of me learning to play the mandolin. Hmm. Mandolin is definitely an instrument I would love to learn. Because I love the ukulele. Mm-hmm. I feel like mandolin is like that the next step, mm-hmm. logically. That was just a dream. That was just a dream. That's me in the corner like that because you're a Beatles fan? Uh, I am a Beatles fan. Did I do the... Am I thinking harpsichord? I'm not sure what uh, you're thinking. Mm. Well, what my apologies to all the Beatles fans who are very oh, angry I'm right sure now. I'm sure they have a mandolin in one of their songs. Mm-hmm. Do they have a mandolin in their band? <laughs> no. Who would be the mandolin in the band? <laughs> who would be? Oh, yeah. it'd have to be John. John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. glad we were on the same page there. This is the way. <laughs> You can't keep saying it's the way when we disagree with you, John. 
I can't join in because I can't do a Beatles impression. <laughs> I don't think I can either. Guitar School had an article called R.E.M. Radio Song. Peter Buck was saying that the verses are the kind of things R.E.M. uses a lot. Going from one minor to another, kind of like those driver eight chords. You can't really say anything bad about E minor, A minor, D, and G. I mean, they're just good chords. Losing My Religion is probably the most typical REM sounding song on the record. We were trying to get away from those kinds of songs, but like I said before, those are some good chords. I mean, he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a good chord progression. What are you going to do? I do love the E minor. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I love A minor. Oh. Well, we should introduce D, them. D and G, they're <laughs> yeah. great. What What did you think the song meant? I really wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. I did think it had something to do with being mm -hmm. disillusioned with the world, mm. I guess. Okay. That's what I thought. So like a world Like view. I'm looking at, the, yeah, like mm -hmm. I'm looking at things and I'm looking at the world. And I'm, I'm looking like, at the news and, and I'm like, I'm yeah. losing my religion. And I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I got out of it. The phrase losing my religion for this song they have said in multiple different interviews that it comes from the Southern expression to lose one's religion. I lost my religion or temper or civility or composure. Yeah, which is funny because I am from the South, mm -hmm. as you know, and uh, I've never heard yeah. any of my relatives yeah. use this or mm -hmm. anything. So I, it sounds like a Southern yeah. expression. I was at the baseball game and the umpire called a bad play and I lost my religion. Yeah. Don't know why I chose a sports analogy yeah, for that because I started yeah. to panic. I was like, what do they call it in baseball? <laughs> I hope it's a play. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I always thought losing my religion was more, he's not losing his religion because he's disillusioned with religion. He's losing his religion because of everything else that's going on with it. So like every, like I've always picked up on the whole, it's pining after somebody. It's this like infatuation and you can't say what you you're just so far away from them maybe you're like uh like in my head it's funny because we've seen the music video a few times now but in my head i've always pictured in an empty apartment but like the person singing it, it's like looking out his window oh yeah and to somebody else's apartment and there they are it, it just means like because of this they're they've lost their appetite they've They've lost uh, their purpose in life beyond this person. They've lost their religion, which apparently those lines isn't well. too far from the truth. So I guess that makes me a musical genius. I guess so. I'm going to learn the Mandalorian. <laughs> no. So in the video, R.E.M., Losing My Religion, the story behind the song from Top 2000 Agogo. There's a channel on YouTube called Top 2000 Agogo. Okay. And they had R.E.M. on. They said, I love the idea of writing a song about unrequited love, about holding back, reaching forward, and then pulling back again. The thing for me that is the most thrilling is you don't know if the person I'm reaching out for is aware of me, if they even know I exist. It's this really tearful, heartfelt thing that found its way into one of the best pieces of music the band ever gave me. Feeling yeah. where you're like, I really like this person. Mm -hmm. And we talked, mm -hmm. but do they, like, do yeah. they, what do they even think of me? Right. Apparently, Michael Stipe recorded the vocal track in one take. Wow. Yeah. We just watched it's called Song Exploder episode that's on Netflix about losing my religion. And he talked about being inspired by the police's every breath that you take. Yeah, and I totally can see Which is it, the like, comparison there. I think that one, be, the, like the music in that song is less creepy and has less of like a desperate tone. It Like the, the music in Every Breath You Take is more romantic 
but I think we all, like most people still kind of connect like, oh, that is a creepy song. Like you're just watching them all oh, the yeah. time. Oh yeah. And so that's what he was going for in this. Yeah, and I think he succeeded mm-hmm. in that. So again, back with that Top 2000 Agogo video, Mike Mills said of the song being the lead single, it makes no sense at all. It's five minutes long. It has no chorus. The Mandalorian is a lead instrument. It's- mandolin. It's oh, a th- mandolin. That-, that was real. That was a real mistake <laughs> this time. It makes no sense at all. It's five minutes long. It has no chorus. The mandolin is the lead instrument. It's perfect for REM because it flouts all the rules. Yeah, they're rule breakers. What are you going to do? I disagree that there's no chorus. Do you? I think the the part where you say, I thought that I heard you laughing. I thought that I heard you laughing. I thought that I heard you sing. I think I thought I saw you try. I guess to my ear, I've Mm -hmm. always thought that I thought that I heard you laughing. Well, they said that as well on uh, the song Exploder video that we watched. And I think they I think that's just like as soon as they came up with that like description of the song, like we have to say this about the song every time. (laughs) It's so crazy. (laughs) Love the mandolin. That was that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Love it. Peter Buck said on the In Time compilation of this song, the music was written in five minutes. The first time the band played it, it fell into place perfectly. Michael had the lyrics within the hour. And while playing the song for the third or fourth time, I found myself incredibly moved to hear the vocals in conjunction with the music. To me, losing my religion feels like some kind of archetype that was floating around in space that we managed to lasso. If only all songwriting was this easy. Uh, Listening to that song Exploder thing, they have an interesting process mm-hmm. i don't know if they do it for every song mm-hmm. but where they're they each kind of do their own thing and it seems like michael is in another room michael stipe is is yeah. listening to them and mm-hmm. like just singing things into a yeah. tape recorder he's shy <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean that's a, it's an interesting way to do it mm-hmm. but uh yet another example of everything just falling into place do you mm-hmm. think that people are lying about this do you think, think no Everyone is just I think like, people are just oh, talented. Yeah, fell into place. I agree with Mike Mills in this this repeated quote about it's it's a weird song, no chorus, the mandolin. There's no other song like it. No, it's definitely um, unique. Yeah, it stands alone. It stands apart. Uh, because it is it is a strange structure. Like we just argued about which is the chorus. I mean, I think you could argue there is more of a chorus than Mike Mills believes, but really it's just there's parts that are repeating. Uh, stuff I was reading, I don't really understand the music that there's like there's a low and a high end. There's no like middle ground in this song. And so it's it's also just one of those songs like you get to the end like, "Oh, I just sang like the same thing the same way the entire song." Mm-hmm. But it feels so different. Yeah, the way they, like, layer the instruments and, Mm -hmm. you know, the bridge. It's a weird song, but I think it is also, am I going to say it right? It's uh, harrowing? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is a word. Did I use it right? I think so. All right. Depends on what you mean. Hey, Siri, what does harrowing mean? So acutely distressing. Is that what you meant? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those songs that every time I've listened to it, this isn't one of those songs that I'm like, oh, I can listen to it when I'm happy. I can listen to it when I'm sad. This is a song that comes on and I'm like instantly melancholy. Interesting. This is like, as soon as it comes, I could be in a good mood, but as soon as it comes in, I was like, remember that time I couldn't say what I meant to say? Oh, you stupid idiot! Really? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't do that to me. I just enjoy singing it. I definitely think that it, like, they said that they were, their uh, label was worried about it because it's in minor, it's like a minor 
key. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of hit songs are, most songs are, most hit songs are in major, mm-hmm. not minor. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely think it appealed to the melancholy mm-hmm. youth mm. of the early 90s. <laughs> well, yeah. it appealed to the melancholy youth of 2003, yeah. where I really started to listen to the song like in earnest. Um, heck, I even just showed you the music video I made back on like Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, I had my, old school. I had my DVD copy of Daredevil with Ben Affleck, and I made a music video with that movie to this song. That's me in the corner. heard this song for the first time in like a disney channel original movie no what <laughs> disney channel original movie um i don't in know cadet 2000, kelly 2006 <laughs> when she's like i don't yeah. know if i can do this anymore i'm cadet kelly <laughs> why is christy carlson romano so mean to me probably like 2006 2007 mm-hmm. and it was that best songs of the 90s mm-hmm. countdown must have been on like vh1 mm-hmm. or something and i think it I can't remember if it was best songs or best music videos, mm. but I saw the music video mm-hmm. and heard this song for the first time, and I was like, I hate this. Yeah, I'm I not hated surprised it. hearing that from you. I hated it so much. The music video. And the song. Right. I didn't like the song either, wow. so uh, I've definitely come around on it Wow. since I didn't know 2006. That. Oh, yeah, I hated it. Okay. Um, But I don't think it was till... So uh, this was one of the songs when I was trying to convince you that 90s music was yes. worth listening to that you'd be like, no, I don't like no, it. No, I don't like it. I think I do remember that because I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could, I could put any song in that sentence there. Yeah. But it would have been especially crazy to me because I think this song, it came out in 91, but it's so weird and different. It has a timeless quality to it that I don't think you hear it and go like, oh, that's so 90s. You hear the 90s in this? I do. Really? I I don't. I think because that mandolin just kind of, like, the acoustic and mandolin nature gives it a... It's also just so well produced, and they all just sound so good. I don't hear... The, the things that I usually connotate with, like, early 90s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hmm. know if it's just I associate it with the music video, mm-hmm. and and that's why it right. feels so 90s to me. I don't know. But hmm. speaking of the music video, do you like the music video? Yes, I think it's great. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's uh, his dancing in it is inspired by uh, Sinead O'Connor's dancing in Nothing Compares to You, and also the music video for The Talking Heads as mm. as the days go by. That you hate. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't hate that. When, song. when he's like, because he's like moving kind of erratically, and that is like, yeah, you've seen you that know, music video. Him in this music video, and it's funny because my uh, co-host on 902 and Here We Go brought up that Brenda and Dylan in Beverly Hills 90210. This is their song. This is yeah, they have several. Not uh, that you'll hear on the DVD or that connected you've been, to them. No, or because you, they've replaced all right. the music now. But, but yeah, Nick had pointed out that this song is used like multiple times, and that's yeah, that and their song. I mean, if if anyone. If any relationship is making them lose their religion <laughs> over someone, it's definitely those two together. He reminds me of Dylan in this music video. Really? Yes. I don't know why, but <laughs> when he's dancing like that, it Dylan just, McKay. And he's like, he's like using his hands uh-huh. to like consider this. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just makes it's, me think of Dylan. I think it's. I don't know. It's too weird for me. I, just I think, think it's, it's weird. weird. I, I I watched it. I'm like, oh well. I'm glad I never made another music video to this because. That one is how it should be. Though I did make a stupid video where my brother comes home and he's wondering if there's any pie in the fridge. And I tell him that I ate the pie. 
and then he starts singing the song because he misses the pie. But see, even that, that's unrequited love. He wanted the pie. The pie's not there for him. Well, it's interesting that in the music video, there are so many religious things, Mm -hmm. but they say it's not about religion. Well, the music video was directed by Tarsum Singh, who also directed 2000's The Cell. Did you ever see that with Jennifer Lopez? I did not, It's no. supposed to be a weird AF movie. Really? Uh, also directed 2011's Immortals, which I showed you a trailer of to see if you had ever seen it. I Henry remember, Cavill, yeah. John Hurt. I remember it happening. Uh, Luke Evans? Was that? Yeah. The movie had this crazy look. Everybody compared it to 300, but I think everybody who saw it would like, no, it's nothing like well, 300. Well, it's from the producers of 300. Yeah. Yeah. But it had that kind of like weird... Yeah. Look, almost like religious painting. Yeah. The music video won six MTV music video awards, including video of the year. Yeah, people really enjoyed it in 1991, I guess. So, (laughs) (laughs) Have you you listened to some of the covers? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good covers. Uh, Weird Al included this in his Polka Your Eyes Out from the Off the Deep End album. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my religion. Trying to keep a view And I don't know if I can do it Oh no! I said too much I haven't said enough There are a lot of good covers to this And it's actually kind of surprising Because I think it's such a weird song It would almost be hard to cover I, I, yeah, but people have been very creative with it. There are so many different yeah. versions. Well, for one, it was on Glee. Of course. Every whisper of every waking hour, I'm choosing my confessions, trying to keep an eye on you. Yes. It sounds pretty good on Glee. I also really like the... Actual villains? Actual villains. Yeah, it's like a... I say I say it's punk rock uh, version of it, and I really enjoyed it. Hootie and the Blowfish does. A version. I don't hate the Hootie and the Blowfish version, even though I don't like Hootie and the Blowfish. Losing my religion. not a bad take whereas i found passengers mm. take to suck oh no i've said too much i haven't said enough oh uh, yeah i didn't really like that either there's just there's a lot more versions of this than i thought there were would be yeah. because i would think that it was like a bit too different to cover successfully but maybe that's just why everybody wants to take a no, stab no i it. think i think i think it's a good song to cover let's <laughs> review this song what okay. do we give it spotlights How many spotlights do you give this? You go first. How many spotlights do I give Losing My Religion by R.E.M.? Five. Of course. I also give it five. I mean, there's nothing like this song. And while we disagree about it, but I do feel like this is one of those, like, timeless songs that feels almost as fresh as it did back then. I assume, since in 91. What do we disagree on? You think it sounds very 90s. Oh, I do. But that's what I like about it. But I don't. I think when I started listening to it, I couldn't have... I didn't really think of it as a 90s song at all. I think I just thought of this as like a really cool, weird song that I was a very melancholy teenager. And I think this song kind of 
We were all kind of melancholy. Yes, I, I should have just said teenager. Yeah. I was a teenager. <laughs> and so, like, the song just struck a chord with me, but it also stayed with me. Yeah, the mandolin's in there, and it makes it unique, but I really think it's those lyrics that have this kind of, like, everybody's been there, but this is a way that nobody's really put it before. It's just it's, it's just such it's a... very good songwriting. ...a strange, eerie song. It's an eerie love song that yeah. I, I really like. Yeah. And you I, give it five spotlights? I do. I agree. I think that... I mean, I do think, like, if I heard this on the radio for the first time mm-hmm. today, I think it would fit. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't seem weird to me yeah. or out of place. I do like that I connect it to, like, the 90s mm-hmm. feel. Um, that's part of the reason that I really like it. So I have no complaints about it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in it that I could even take off half a star for. Wow. So. Okay, well, that was us talking about Losing My Religion by R.E.M., uh, from their album, Out of Time. Yeah, which they said they named it that because they didn't have enough time yeah, to they come were up with a cover. Running out of time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kendra. Yeah. It's Christmas time soon. It is. Mm-hmm. Happy Christmas. Okay. So the we didn't put out a poll, and neither one. Ken, this is not Kendra or I's pick, but we're gonna be covering next. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Yeah, we gotta. The we are contractually obligated. Yeah. If we don't, Mariah Carey will come down on us like an atom bomb. Yeah. And ruin she us. She will. Yeah. You don't so we'll be her. covering the Mariah Carey Christmas song. And then we got another song coming up for New Year's. So are you, ex- you know what it is. Are you excited for the New Year's Eve one? Oh, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you just saying that? Because if you don't say that, I'll be very upset. No, <laughs> definitely not. All right. Well, the Mandalorian can be seen on the Disney Plus. <laughs> Uh, I'm Eric Mickles, known online as Dusk vs. Tweak and everywhere online. Besides this, I co-host the podcast previously on X-Men, where we talk X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. I also co-host Comic Book Coffee Break with Nick Gunning, where we talk about the comic books we have read this week. Yeah, and I also host a podcast with Nick Gunning. Not a competition. It's called 902 and Here We Go, where we go through each episode of Beverly Hills 90210, currently Mm -hmm. on season four. Mm -hmm. So at this moment, Dylan and Brenda could be losing their religion by R.E.M. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Gosh, I hate those I mean, everyone's always losing their religion on that show. Again, you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 90musicgotme. Please rate, subscribe, and share this show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.